I've heard this quote before, I can't remember where, but it says this song as we were singing it reminded me of it. Saved people, save people. Found people, find people. We sing about this love of God that would stoop so low, even though he's perfect and we are so imperfect, and he would rescue us from such a great gulf of sin, and he would allow us to come into his presence, be in his eternity forever with him. I cannot help, if God is willing to chase us down in the midst of our lostness, and we say we've been found by that love, why we wouldn't also not be willing to chase down others who are lost and tell them of this great, great love. Today, I want to get very practical. Before I do, let me update you. Yeah, said I would share. Some of you know, that's, a, that's okay, it's cool, but many of you don't. So when George, when Pastor George came, uh, in a couple weeks leading up to him coming, he had started making some Facebook posts and his goal and his prayer, and he had people fasting and praying. They just would like their own vehicle, their SUV, to get to some of the places that Pastor George is willing to go without having to rent a driver and a vehicle each and every time he goes. And so they began to just pray and fast, and I think they had raised $6,100, uh, and then he came here uh, last Tuesday, and um, we gave you guys an opportunity to give Saturday night and Sunday morning, and some of you gave a little bit Sunday evening also. And I want you to know, um, you guys have given above and beyond what you give just just to truth and grace. And, and even though 10% of that goes out to missions, but just for Pastor George, you guys have given $10,503. Yeah. Just blown away. And so um, with that total, that takes us to $16,600. So we are $3,400 shy of the 20,000 mark. And an individual already told Pastor George, when you get to the $20,000 mark, I will pay the last five. So we are $3,400 away from George being able to go back this quick and purchase a vehicle. It's awesome. I don't say that to like ask for more. Uh, you guys, seriously, it's like, it's like Moses coming to the temple. Okay, that's it. We got enough for the temple. You guys have given above and beyond. And could you just join me in agreeing with Pastor George that that $3,400 comes in? And um, uh, I don't know, just, just thank you so much for giving, church. And, and I know I speak for Josh as well, even though I don't like to do that a lot. But uh, thank you all so much for the pastor appreciation gifts. Uh, I know some of you gave individually and some of you just put some cash in and we've received that. We're so humbled by it. Um, and you truly do make it a joy for us to serve you as shepherds of this flock. You're such wonderful, wonderful people. But we love you not like Jesus does because we can't top his love. But we love you like Jesus in this sense. 
We love you so much. We don't want you to stay where you're at. We want you to keep moving forward. And so we're going to continue to preach his word and preach the truth uh, with love and with grace and expect God to do great things through your life. Um, and so today we're going to get really practical. So I'm just going to jump in. You should have your sermon notes. Um, and I'm going to help you fill in those blanks. If you don't have your sermon notes in your bulletin, um, you can just grab a blank sheet. If you brought your prayer books, you can um, turn to, I think it's week five we're on. And um, you can uh, write some notes out there. So today, I simply want to give you some practical things to do to pray throughout your day. How many of you want to have a relationship with God where you're just... I mean, it's, it's more than just Sunday morning. It's more than just your time with God. But throughout the day, he hears from you and you hear from him. How many of you want that kind of relationship? I do. And I think what today's sermon is going to do is, is really give us some practical ways of how to do that. However, none of us will accomplish anything I share today just by knowing it or writing it down alone. What do we have to do? We have to be willing to follow. We have to be willing to apply it. We have to be willing to take what we're hearing and do it. And I guarantee you this, if you do this, your relationship with God will grow and flourish. And I'm telling you, you're gonna hear whispers from Him and you're just gonna be in tune with Him. You're not gonna be distracted by the world and and, and you're going to be able to do some amazing things for God's kingdom. Small, medium, and large. I believe that. Because there's nothing too small, nothing too great. If we do it for God in his eyes, it's a big deal. And we will be blessed for it. So um, I'm challenging you today not only to write this stuff down, but to start applying it. So um, let me just start in with the scripture here. In Ephesians 6, 18, it says this, pray in the spirit at all times with all kinds of prayers. We're going to teach you some different kinds of prayers today. Asking for everything you need to do this, you must always be ready and never give up and always pray for all God's people. That's a lot of always and, and praying right there. How do we do this with our busy schedules, right? How do we pray so much if we're so busy? Well, this is what you do. You gotta budget your time. If I went to Chad and Tara and I said, Chad and Tara, I'm just so busy, money's out of control, I just don't know where it's going, they would say, do you have a budget? And so just like with our money, we budget our money, or at least we should be budgeting our money, with our time, we have to budget and make time for God. And so when it says pray in the spirit, what does that mean? Just a simple definition. When you receive an impression, from the Lord, a thought that pops in your mind that's that's probably good, or, or someone pops in your mind, oh yeah, I remember uh, Wilma Gamble's in the hospital. Uh, I, need, I need to pray for Wilma, and she is, by the way, so lift up Wilma. Um, she's still out at Sarah Bush. We need to pray for her. But, but when you get these impressions, pause and actually just pray. If you're doing something, pray in your head. Pray in the Spirit at all times, all kinds of prayers. If you're struggling with what to pray, read through the book of Psalms. All those are like prayers. They will help you with the different kinds of praying. Prayers of confession, uh, prayers of adoration and praise and thanksgiving. And so today I want to 
give you a couple of ways, and specifically one way, to kind of pray through the Lord's Prayer all day long. Gosh, I know if I'm cold up here, you guys must be freezing, because I'm <laughs> it's so cold in here. I'm good. No, I'm good. I'm just going to move around a little bit more. We're going to have an opportunity to do that here in a second anyway. So this is what I want us to do. I want us to develop two habits. The first habit is this. Keep a running conversation with God. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, never stop praying. All right? I'm going to put this back up so you can get this down. Number one, just keep a running conversation with God. That's all prayer is. Just to talk with God. When you're on the go, you're talking with Him. When you're at Walmart, you're talking with Him. Um, if you know how to talk to yourself, you know how to talk to God. Don't we talk to ourselves all the time? It doesn't mean you have to do it out loud. You, most of the time, you guys are doing it in your head, right? Well, you know what? If we would learn how to pray more often, we would be a lot less self-sufficient and more God-sufficient. So if we talk to God more than we talk to ourselves in our head, we're going to be relying upon Him more and conversing with Him. And that's exactly the type of relationship that He's created you to have with Him. And so we can talk with God when we're at school, on the basketball court, and at our jobs, and at church, and in the community. So number one is to keep a, a running conversation with God. I gave you that scripture. We're commanded. Pray without ceasing. Never stop praying. Whatever translation you want to use. Number two, and this is what I'm going to teach you today. Schedule prayer times throughout my day. Pause and pray. Schedule prayer times throughout my day. Times where you just pause and pray. Here's the good news. I know you guys are busy. I'm busy too. But sometimes we like wake up and we feel like we have to get this through this whole list of, of praying and all in one setting. And today I'm going to teach you with, with Rick Warren's help. Um, he, he's the one that I think he's the one that come up with this. I mean, it's the Lord's Prayer. So Jesus did. But he's going to help us just little pauses throughout the day that we can kind of break up that whole list of stuff we have to pray for. And and again, I'm just I'm going to make the commitment every day this week to do this. I would love for you to join me. just seven days. I know we're still in the midst of 40 days of prayer, um, but I'm asking and challenging you guys to make this commitment with me. So number one is this. Oh, this is seven times a day. I praise you for your righteous laws, the song says. In other words, there's, there's, there's kind of seven times a day. There's other passages that talk about morning, noon, and night. I pray to you. So these times throughout the day where you don't have to like, just like eating. What's the best way to eat? Small, five or six small meals throughout the day. But so many of us just like get everything at lunch and, and that's it. I mean, we just... It's healthier to pray throughout your day, just like it is to eat throughout your day. Small, healthy ways of praying or of eating. Um, all right, so here's, here's kind of first thing. Number one, it's on your outline. A daily schedule built on the Lord's Prayer. Get up, and I'm adding this. This is my intake on. Rick says, get up with gratitude. I'm saying get up and what? Get down with gratitude. Now, when you hear, when you see get down, what do you think of? Like, I think of James Brown getting down, right? And like dancing. We should be so full of joy. We should want to get up out of bed 
and just start getting down with gratitude because God has a purpose, not just for your life, but that day God's got a purpose for you. And if we are children of God who have been saved from such a hell that we deserve to a heaven that we don't deserve, there's no reason to be down. We should get down with gratitude, right? So here's another way to look at it. Yeah, awesome. That was pretty weak. Thanks to a couple people are excited about getting down with gratitude. So get up out of bed and then get down with gratitude so that when you get up, you can just walk throughout your day grateful. I think of that. There's an old uh, audio adrenaline song. Anyone remember audio adrenaline? If you were a Christian in the 90s, man, you remember audio adrenaline. I get down. He lifts me up. I get down. He lifts me up. I get down. He lifts me up. I get down. Right? That's it. So there, I just did that just so you would remember. I don't care if I looked goofy, sounded goofy. When you get up, get down with gratitude. Amen. The Bible says this. Jesus said, this is the Lord's Prayer. I know we've been covering this in our small groups the last couple of weeks. Your father knows what you need before you ask him. This then is how you should pray. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. I thank my Father in heaven for his consistent love, and I recall. Oh, we're not ready for that. I guess I don't have that blank. Sorry. Let me go back, maybe. Okay, go back one slide. Sorry. I'll have I'll have you do that. There we go. Um you have a, a, a blank uh, underneath point one, correct? So it should say this. I thank my Father in heaven for his consistent love, and I recall all of the ways that he is good to me. All of the ways he is good to me. When we get up, we get down with gratitude, and we thank of God's consistent love, and we recall all of the ways that he is good to me. Will you make that your habit first thing in the morning? Get up and get down with gratitude. It's kind of, these kind of follow a little theme. So I, I want to memorize them. Get up and get down with gratitude. What's the first thing you do when you, when you wake up? You get up, right? You get up, so get up with gratitude. Number two is this, bless his name. Go ahead, Eric, please. Thank you. Bless God's name at breakfast. You're going to bless God's name at breakfast. 80 times in the Psalms, it is written, bless the name of the Lord, praise the name of the Lord, exalt the name of the Lord, extol the name of the Lord, uh, adore the name of the Lord. So you are going to bless God's name at breakfast. In other words, it's just like, a praise fest and you, it just it don't have to be really long just while you're eating breakfast or for those of you like me that don't eat a lot of breakfast but you have coffee that's my breakfast God's name means God's character God's nature so it's not just blessing his literal name it's 
thanking God for who he is. It's praising his character for who he is, not just for what he does, that's Thanksgiving, but for who he is. The Bible says that he is our Abba, loving father, right? We talked about that last week. He is Eldia, your God who knows everything. He is Jehovah Rapha, your God who heals you. He is El Shaddai, he, which means God Almighty, with all the power that you need. There are hundreds of names of God in Scripture, and every time a new name of God was written down, was pinned down, was spoken by the prophets, it just meant another new character trait of who God was, was revealed to man. Now, at the Welcome Center, you can uh, go back and we have a list of all of God's names, front and back. If you want to take that with you, take it with you. Just, we've made it easy for you to bless God's name at breakfast by doing that. If we run out, um, we'll have more there next week. Or email me, I'll email you a hard copy. All right? So, either way, so many names of God. Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah uh, Sid Canoe, Jehovah, I mean, I, I don't know all the like, those technical terms, but, I, but it means the God who heals you, the God who sees, the God who knows you, the God who comforts. So you're going to have breakfast, and you're just going to spend a few minutes maybe blessing the name of God at breakfast. So you're going to get up and get down with gratitude. You're going to bless God's name at breakfast. Simple, right? All right, uh, go on. Okay, so this is the when Jesus taught to pray, hallowed be your name, that's what he's doing. He's blessing the name of God. All right? Our Father in heaven, blessing the name of God. What's next? Are we at mid-morning yet? Or do we have another passage? Oh, sorry, you put it up there. Every day, I, this is just one example of, in the Psalms. Again, there's over 80. Every day, I will bless your name and praise it forever and ever. You know, I just remembered, and this is important. I ain't going to take time to do this. We didn't like pray as a, as a, as a church, did we? So you know what we're going to do? I'm going to get down and just thank God. And that's going to be our corporate prayer time today. If you want to get down with me, you can. If you want to just sit and listen and agree with me in prayer, you can as well. All right? So it's like it's the first part of our day. We're going to get up out of bed, and I'm getting down on my knees, and I'm just going to thank the Lord. All right? Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much. God, if you did nothing more for us, you would still be so worthy of my life, of my praise, of my worship, because God, before I even existed, you sent Jesus to pay the penalty of my sin. God, you sent Jesus to pay the, pay the penalty as as Josh shared this morning for communion of all of our sins before we even existed. So God, you don't owe us anything and we owe you all we got. And so God, today we're starting our day with gratitude. There is so much to live for, knowing now in Christ that we have the hope of heaven. And God, we have the answer 
to so many people's needs and they're searching for it, but God, they've been blinded. So God, help us as we're praying for those people in our circles of influence that don't follow you, Jesus. God, help us to be that godly example and give us divine opportunities to share your hope and your love and our story and your story with them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, let's zip on through this. Um, are we ready for mid-morning number three? All right, go on. we got to go on. At mid-morning, remember what matters most. Mid-morning matters most. So uh, you've gotten up with gratitude. You've had breakfast or coffee or whatever. You've blessed the name of the Lord. And now mid-morning, it's another, you know, whether that's 9 o'clock for you, 10 o'clock, or 6.30 if you're Josh. That's mid-morning for him, 7 o'clock. You're going to remember what matters most because your day's kind of started now. And it's easy to lose focus on what matters most because the world's already distracting us. And so you're going to pause mid-morning and you're going to think about and remember and pray about quickly what matters most. Jesus said this in Matthew 6.10. God, may your kingdom come and may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what matters most, right? Not your will, not your boss's will, not your kingdom, not your plans, not the way you want it to go. But what matters most is, God, your will being done in and around and through my life today. What matters most to God? People matter quite a bit. And so when you're busy whining and complaining about other people, remember God is busy wanting to use you to reach out with your mercy and your grace and your forgiveness. We're going to talk about that in a minute. And he's wanting you to encourage some people because he gave his life for that person that drives you stinking nuts. <laughs> I know it's hard. But he loves, he loved you that much. Why wouldn't he, who also created that person you're thinking about right now? Why wouldn't he love them that much? He did. Remember, what's something worth? I think it was Josh's point last week. It's worth whatever someone will pay for. And God paid with his son Jesus for you and those people you work alongside. Doesn't mean you have to like trust everyone and all that. But he wants to use us. People matter to God. And God's going to put you in and around people. And you have the hope and the joy and the love of Jesus. Right? That's what matters most. God's kingdom coming down to this earth, not our own. All right, number four. Oh, let's, uh, Matthew 6, says this. If you seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness, that's what matters most, all the other things will be given to you as well. It's like I hear God whisper. I know we're supposed to ask, and we're supposed to ask with right motives. But sometimes I think, I, don't, I can't prove this biblically. This is just Jeremy Morton's theology. I think if God hears us, Praying for what matters most. Praying for God's kingdom. Praying that we would hunger and thirst for his righteousness. 
I think if we forgot to pray for some of the needs that we had, God would give us those needs too. If we took the time to pause and to ask God for what matters most. So if you're going to forget some things, forget some things of this world, but don't forget to pray for what matters most. Does that make sense? All right, okay. Uh, number four, we have what? What's next after mid-morning? What comes yeah. next for most of us? A little bit more work than what? Lunch. Food, that's right. So we're going to list our needs at lunch. Now here's the, here's the cool thing. You can be meeting someone for lunch. Say you're meeting a Burger King or something, and every once in a while I've met Josh there, and, and we'll meet for lunch, and, and I order, he orders, and I sit down. I can, before Josh even gets to my table, I can just quickly, it's lunchtime, ooh, I'm supposed to list some needs that I have. And just quickly in my head, pray. Or I can sit down and wait for Josh to join me, and then when we have our food, and we pause to thank God for our food, hey Josh, you got any needs I can lift up really quick? Here's something that's on my heart. And we can together list some of our needs at lunch. Isn't it so simple? And yet, so many don't do it. I can't wait to like, my goal is to make it all seven days. <laughs> Every, every moment, every pause in prayer time. So we're on number four. We got three to go. So list my needs at lunch. Matthew 6, 11. Give us today our daily bread. Um, you have a couple blanks in your notes under that. I ask for anything I need. And then the second bullet point is I ask for what other people need. Don't only be selfish. So when you ask for the things you need, that's called petition. When you ask on behalf of someone else's need, that's called what? Anyone know? Intercession or you're interceding. You're standing on behalf of someone else. So list your needs at lunch. List some other people's needs at lunch. And don't just list them praying. I mean, I'd rather pray and not listen. But hey, what's some, that day? What do you need that day? What's someone else need? What's on your heart? Quickly, just lift that up to the Lord in prayer. Lift your list at lunch. See that? That's, just put that one in. Lift your list at lunch. I like that fill in the blank, blank even better. Just triple L that way. Um, Second Peter. Oh, no. First uh, Samuel. I'd be sinning against the Lord if I failed to pray for you. This is one of the most convicting scriptures for a pastor. This is the prophet Samuel uh, who was saying this. I believe it was towards King Saul. I can't remember now exactly or just the nation of Israel. But I, if I choose not to intercede for you all, I'm probably sinning as your shepherd. Now, I don't take the time to pray for you all by name every day. I just want you to know that. Um, I, hope, I hope that's okay with you, because that would be a lot. But I do, as the Spirit impresses me with some of your names in particular, I do my best to obey that oppression. Uh, uh, oppression. <laughs> that's scary. I don't feel impressed, okay? Um, but I do my best to obey that impression from the Lord, and I pause and I lift you up in prayer. But every day at noon, 
Um, our ministry leadership team, most of us, I think, still have our alarms set, and we just pray for Truth and Grace Fellowship. That's kind of a pausing moment for me. I don't always see my reminder at noon, but when I see it, most of the time, still not all the time, I know, see, I'm learning and growing too, but most of the time I pause and I just pray for my Truth and Grace family, all right? So, um, listing your needs, lifting up your list at lunch, your needs, other people's needs. Second Peter 1, 3 says this, Jesus has the power of God by which he gives us everything we need to live and to serve God. We have these things because we know him. All right, let's quickly go through the last three. Number five, ask for forgiveness in the afternoon. So the theme is forgiveness, but it's, you know, to help remember, ask in the afternoon. Ask in the afternoon. Ask in the afternoon. What am I asking for? Forgiveness, because by that time in the afternoon, guess what? You've probably missed the mark of God's perfection, and someone else around you probably has too. So you're going to take some time in mid-afternoon to ask God to, to quickly reflect back on your day. Man, in my meeting today, I was probably a little harsh to Joe. Whatever the case may be, God, will you forgive me? Man, so-and-so was really harsh to me. But God, you command me in Scripture to forgive others as you've forgiven me. So God, I just want to right now, I want to forgive Joe. Whatever the case may be, okay? You get my point? Ask for forgiveness in the afternoon. Because by that time, most of us have probably missed the mark on God's perfection. If nothing comes across your mind that you've done, then you just ask forgiveness for God that you just lied to yourself. And you <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, sometimes, you know what I mean, right? You might, you might make it some afternoons and be like, man, I, I can't really pick out anything specific. Awesome. The more you do this, probably the less you'll have to ask for forgiveness. Because even though we're not sinless when we come to Christ, we should start to sin less. less. Yes. All right, awesome. Um, so I admit my sins and I forgive others who frustrated me or sinned against me or whatever. That's your bullet point blank under number five. All right. So you're just you're taking some time to take out the garbage in your mind or your heart. Um, all right. The icky comments you made or the icky thoughts you had or lustful eyes you looked at. Whatever. You're just taking some time in the afternoon to clear out the garbage. God, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Help me. And maybe you need to forgive someone else too. You take the time to do that. Number six, this is in the evening. And this is one that doesn't really ask God to help me make wise decisions in the evening. <laughs> this is the best I got for you. The scripture says, well, I'll, I'll go back one so they got time to write that down. So to make wise decisions, let me just quickly say this. Because um, maybe you want to write this down too. We're going to go to the scripture in a minute that talks about um, temptations and praying that God will deliver us from the evil one. Most of the time, that evening time, you guys get off work, what happens? Yeah. You go home and you take out a bad day on your family. Yeah. Comments, you're rude. So you're going to pause now before you walk through your doors. And you're going to ask God to lead you not into temptation but deliver you from the evil one. So think of this. 
evil one, evening, evil one, evening. I'm going to ask God to lead me not into temptation. That's what the evil one wants in the evening when I'm headed home from work. Does that make sense? All right. Uh, Matthew 6, 13. Again, Lord's Prayer. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. All right, we get home, we have temptations. We've had a rough day. For whatever reason, our family did nothing, and we take it out on them. We get home, and we have temptations. We want to sit down, but we go to our room, we open the computer, or we turn on the TV, we watch things we shouldn't be watching. For whatever reason, God, protect me. Lead me not into temptation from the evil one, right? We open the refrigerator. Hmm, I've had a bad day. I'm just going to stuff myself. I don't know what your temptations are when you get home from work, but pause and ask God to empower you to overcome your temptations when you get home. Does that make sense? Now, how many night shift workers we got? You guys are like operating backwards, all right? Some of you that work night shift. So you can do the same thing, although your afternoon is going to be, what, 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning or something, all right? You just, you go through it that way for those of you that are on night shift. Um, what's next? We got, we got to get through these. Number seven. Oh, I want to, yeah, this is a great passage that deals with temptation. Let me read it really quick. No temptation. Everybody say no temptation. That means there's not one out there that has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. In other words, your temptations are not, you're not alone in it. Everyone, listen to me, including Jesus, the Bible says, has been tempted in ways like you. So temptation is not sin. Temptation is the desire to give in to sin. All right? So Jesus, the Bible says, was tempted in every way, even like unto men, human beings, men and women, yet was without sin. We can't say that. We've been tempted and we've been and we've given in to so many sins, but ours is common. Someone else struggles with it too. Probably just look next to you, and you can probably within a 20-foot radius find someone who struggles with the same temptation that you do. And God is what? Faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. How many times have we listened to ourselves say, or we've told someone else, I just can't help myself. I, it's just like I have to do this. I don't know why. I know it's sin. I just can't help myself. You're right. You can't help yourself. But if you would choose to look to God and then choose the way that he's provided for you, you can endure if you apply that to your life. And again, I've said this before many times, it's just run, turn something off, shut it down, close your mouth. I mean, I, I, shut the refrigerator door. I don't, I don't, whatever it is. But we can do this 
if we're willing to ask God for his strength and his power. All right, sorry, but number seven. Let's just go to number seven. End my day with an encouraging truth. End encouraging. You, this is when you go back to bed and you sit down. And you know what? Sometimes, you guys, you know what we need to do? We, we just need to turn off the TV. And not let something we watch on TV be the... It, encourage our thoughts. And we should just think of something like the way the Lord's Prayer ends. God, thank you. It says this, Matthew 6, 13. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Think of an encouraging truth as your last thought for the day. Some of you husbands and wives that struggle like my wife and I struggle with just going to bed at the same time or just having that last moment together. Maybe you can do this together. You get in bed and you just, hey, what was one thing that was most encouraging to you today? And then you share yours. And then maybe you read one verse. I don't know. And then if you're like our household, then she can get out of bed and go do more stuff and I can go to bed. I mean, but wouldn't that be more beneficial than just watching the TV and listening to news that's full of what? Garbage and negativity. Corey Tim Boone says this. If you look at the world, you'll be distressed. If you look within, you'll be depressed. But if you look to Christ, you'll be at rest. I think you and I would have much more restful nights if we just ended our day with an encouraging word. Worship team, come on up. Let me quickly run through these. If you didn't get them, you need to get them. And your response today, really, I mean, you can always come in prayer. If you're here and you don't have Jesus, you don't have his power to live this kind of life, and you want to run and just come to Jesus, you can do that. Come to an altar and someone will be here and they'll be willing to pray with you, pray for you. But if you have, let's commit ourselves. Number one, get up and get down with gratitude. Bless God's name at breakfast. At mid-morning, remember what matters most. At lunch, I'm going to lift up my list of needs and other people's. In the afternoon, I'm going to ask for forgiveness. It's later in the day, we probably need it. Before I come home, I'm going to ask God to help me make wise decisions. Because in the evening time, the evil one's on the prowl. All right? So we're going to ask God to help us make wise decisions. And we're going to end our day with an encouraging word. Amen? Won't you stand? We're going to sing this closing song together. You respond however you need to in a way that would be honoring and glorifying to God.